Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, welcome to the Midnight Fright Cast, episode number 41. This is your host with the most. It is Greg, the freaking movie guy, doctor of filmonomics, right here, ready to indoctrinate you into some fantastic podcast donation. I told you, I'm already getting drunk. This is fantastic. <laughs> On my right, we have Maddie. Hi everybody. Hello. To my front. Hey, Maddie, your uh, microphone's not up. Let's uh, try that again. Do we have to do that entire thing again? No, I don't no, think so. All right, let's. We'll, we'll we'll do a small step back. On my right. Wait, are we are we good? No, we're good. Okay. On my right, we have <laughs> Maddie. Try it one more time. Hey, everybody, can you hear me now? No, no we cannot. So what the oh, heck's going on? Oh, you're, why don't you plug in your microphone? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do we want to restart this well, entire no, no, thing? No, just introduce Patrick and myself. While I was. I Maddie. told you I was going to ignore Patrick. Oh, that's fine. This, uh, so, my turn. To Go. my front, we have Joshua. What do you have the most of, Greg? That's the question I want to know. The most of what? There we go. I don't know. I have the most. You're the host with the most of. I don't know. I've never. I've. That's a good question. I've. I've always wondered that. Uh, well, think on my about left. It. On my left is Patrick. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it going? You're going to rip uh, on me at some point this evening, and so I, I'm paying you back early. You know, I won't rip on you because early. already, obviously, I had I had her microphone turned down, and then when I turned it up, it wasn't even plugged in. Oh, and that's right. So, Let's remember that. So this is how I host. Hey, this is hey, how Patrick. I host a party. Hey, Patrick, remember that time you didn't have the microphone plugged in on a podcast? Greg, don't because you're already taking you're taking yourself. <laughs> I was going to say because I, you know what. Fuck it. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode number 41. The fun is already beginning, and we are getting hammered. Hey, why don't you introduce Maddie now? We can. Yeah. Is she good? Can we hear I her? I think I'm good. Can everyone Oh, my God. There's Maddie. Yeah. Hey, Maddie, introduce yourself. I'm Maddie. Hi, Maddie. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for being plugged in. Yeah, I try. All right. <laughs> the fun is already beginning. Maddie brought her homemade sangria, and it is fucking delicious. We're going to be hammered by the end of this. This could be a lot of fun. I'm getting hammered off my monster. <laughs> It's hammering. And, that sounds and, like a, a very, a, very interesting no, no, euphemism. No, it's, it's a drink. <laughs> what? It's a drink, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, 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 no. My monster is hammering me. Hard. Aren't you supposed to hammer your monster? Yeah. Let's continue. <laughs> we watched a trailer for our episode tonight. That trailer was from Bad Robot Productions, Overlord. What do we think about Overlord? First of all, with the trailer, kick-ass soundtrack. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Anything with ACDC, Hell's Bells, that yeah. rocks, man. That was awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited uh, to check it out. It's War movies are, are interesting to me. I, I don't know why they are, but I enjoy watching them. I'm probably a very sick individual for being that way, but throwing a horror into a war movie, a horror movie, horror war, anybody? No? No? no. Okay. Move on. Who? What, what else? Horror. <laughs> a horror are we going to have to turn over the hosting duties? <laughs> no, no, I do, no, I came down specially for this because right. I knew I was hosting. Do not take that away from yeah, me. You may I have like, to camp out on my couch <laughs> instead I, of heading back. I like J.J. Abrams. Uh, like I said, like you said, that that soundtrack, that uh, song kind of drove that trailer a lot. Without that song, I don't think that trailer would have worked as well. I'm not really that – just watching it, I'm not really that interested. It's not my kind of um, – not my kind of thing. I hope I get – Proved wrong, but I wasn't really digging on that trailer tonight. So, so I like J.J. Abrams and, and and everything he does, but that just was not my cup of tea. So, yeah. Not your can of monster? No. Fair enough. 
Yeah. Maddie, what'd you think? I mean, I like I like war movies as well, and I obviously don't mind war and horror movies mixed. I mean, I brought that whole Frankenstein's war? army. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say horror war. No, I. That's your. You know what? I'm taking this. Oh, no, I've been cut off. Damn it. Um, I don't know. It looked more kind of like they were going to put a, more comedy and action in it than. I personally like and then I don't know the ch- title overlord to me just kind of bugs me it sounds like a cheesy video game movie no I could see that I could see that they showed a lot more war and action in that trailer also than like horror mm-hmm. I thought which might have been part of the the turnoff for me I'm not really a that's just like I said that's not really my cup of tea I'm not really a horror war kind of guy thank you Josh but uh Grace is looking at me like just say it please don't, don't let me be alone but uh, there's a lot of it was very action driven. Mm-hmm. Um, they took a lot of the they didn't show a lot of the horror of the of the horror of the trailer. Do you feel so. like they're they're holding back on the horror aspect of it to give you a reason to go and see that movie? I don't know. It just seems if maybe it seems very. I feel like it's gonna kind of drift to the sci-fi side, mm-hmm. which doesn't J.J. Abrams kind of do that anyway? It all, it all depends with his, his work. So. I mean, I didn't feel like Cloverfield was very yeah. horror. horror either. It was very, yeah. it was more sci-fi, but yeah, yeah I could see that. Me. Now I gotta say, I dug it. I really like fast paced horror films and you don't see that much except for like rage zombie movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I dig world war two, all that other fun stuff. So I think this is right up my alley for something that I would really enjoy for what they showed though. They showed stuff that looked kind of like that rage zombie. Yeah. Look, yeah. yeah. Though. And th- that I can get into, but mm-hmm. I wanted more of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there may be more of that. They just didn't have, I, I feel like there's going to be more of that just with the trailer. They want to give you enough to be interested, but not enough to give things away. Yeah. So I, I, I'm intrigued to check it out. I think yeah. it'd be a good showing. So I think it'd be interesting to see more trailers. I know they normally release multiple mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. see if there is more of a horror aspect. Yeah. Cause I kind of feel like if you want the horror fans, you need to show a lot more of that mm-hmm. in the trailer for them to be yeah. interested and go see it. True. Yeah. And they give them just enough to be kind of like, Oh, my interest is peaked. But mm-hmm. I think the, the best shot of that on the horror side of it was that last shot where the guy is missing like, half of his face yeah so cool all right let's continue on with the episode 141 podcast i said episode one i don't know why i said that somebody cut me off it wasn't war it's not 141 it's 41 40 41 episode Episode one not (laughs) i don't know (laughs) what has everybody been watching let's go into that yeah i'll kick it off so we've been doing 31 days of the horror uh challenge i am behind as usual i usually am this early in the game, I fall behind quick. I do. Now, I'll catch up. But technically, you're only like two days behind. I'm only two days behind, and yeah. I'm gonna. I'll catch one tonight. So, and then I'll catch. I'll catch up. I, I always do. I always catch up and mustard. So, um, I relish your wit. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I'm five in. Uh, there's only three I've watched that I'm like I really really dug. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that I've watched that I was like I'm really into this movie and I didn't think I would be was a movie called Stephanie. It's on Netflix. It's fairly new. It's a movie that you watch the first half and is led by this this little girl. It's a, she's like the first half of the movie and she's by herself in a house and mm-hmm. that's all you get. And they kind of 
pitch it as like it's going to be like a creature feature, like she's running from this monster that you never really see. Mm -hmm. And then like in the back half, her parents out of nowhere just show up and a whole bunch of secrets kind of come out. And uh, some, uh, like I said, the the shit hits the fan and some cool shit starts happening and some some, uh, surprises are dropped. Mm -hmm. And it's got a nice little twist. So... Uh, Stephanie on Netflix is something that I definitely recommend. Excellent. Done. Nice. And I don't think you're too far behind. I think you're. I'm too behind. That's not bad. I'll catch it. It's early on. Right. Yeah. So you've got plenty of time to catch up. You can't uh, you can't base your bar on mine. I'm going to watch 19 (laughs) shorts tonight and just be like, fuck it. Here you go. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna Maddie it in. Yeah. I'll kiss my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie, what have you been watching? As Patrick says, I have been watching um, mostly short films. Uh, I kind of have ranted a couple times on here about how sick I am of movies just dragging on and on mm-hmm. and on. So I kind of wanted to s- put a lot of short films in my rotation to see if maybe they're doing better and maybe mm-hmm. if I would like them more. I also have like a 17 second attention span. So <laughs> there you go. Um, I haven't really I'm behind as well, but um, I haven't really seen anything that's really jumped out at me. I watched a short called The Maiden that was really good and it was fun. It's um, kind of uh, most of the story is uh, about a realtor who's kind of getting the house ready to sell and there's some stuff going on. But I think the movie is like seven or eight minutes long and Mm -hmm. they actually pack quite a bit into that seven or eight minutes. So I enjoyed that. but other than that, I haven't really seen anything that really jumped out at me yet. Mm-hmm. But I did go to a haunted house last night. So real life horror, I guess. Nice. Where'd you go? I went to Blood Rush. Where's that? Uh, it is on tw- 222nd in Maple. Okay. It's up in Omaha. Way, oh, way up there. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. It's way out. In, sorry. It's way out in Omaha. Okay. Um, it's up by us. They actually have this really cool thing called Camp Fear where you can camp out and watch horror movies and stuff. So oh. that sounds really cool. And they do that have people that go and like uh-huh. mess with you. Yeah, mess with nice. you during oh, the cool. movie and during nice. the night. So I would love to check that out. Cool. But, nice. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Patrick, what do you got? Well, I too have been focused on my 31 days of horror movie challenge. So, so far I am caught up. I'm at seven. And the ones I've watched are The Cured, Lake Mungo, Keep Watching, The Strangers Pray at Night, Kill List, Unsane, and Boarding School. And I would say that the most original in that entire group was Unsane. It's a Soderbergh movie. Mm -hmm. So he kind of keeps you guessing throughout the entire thing anyway. But I thought one of the most interesting things about this movie was it was entirely shot on an iPhone. So if you have a chance to see it, just to check out the cinematography and what he was able to do with it. Now, I don't know how he did sound, if sound was the only, the iPhone was the only thing picking up sound or if Mm -hmm. he was using other equipment. I don't know. But it was really, really impressive. I don't know so much if it was a horror film as much of a psychological thriller, but we talk about that later in our topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but it is a really, really good movie. And while we're talking about the 31 Days of Horror, I just want to say, if you're listening and you want to join in, yes, jump into our Facebook group, Midnight Fright Films, and see what we've already reviewed and start posting maybe what you've been watching this October Halloween Eve. Absolutely. We've had a, we've had a couple of people join in mm-hmm. now. Yep. So. Yeah, don't don't feel intimidated. Yeah. We're, we've done this for several years, so we kind of know how things go, but... 
you know, just watch what you're able to watch. It's yeah. just a, it's a good time to get together with friends, talk about horror movies that you're watching. And it's, it's a fun time. We always have fun with it until October 31st when I'm ready to kill somebody. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so tired of watching fucking yeah. movies. And it, it's also a great way to learn about movies that you haven't heard of or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Because, Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you know, I'm hoping that from this list, maybe we can have our next, you know, 12 podcasts yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah figured out, you know, yeah. that mm-hmm. type of thing. Well, we won't have the next 12 figured out from my list because my goal for our October 31 horror movie marathon challenge was to go back and watch classic horror movies that I have never seen. So I started off with universal monster movies, Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy and the Wolfman. Um, I also interspersed in there Bram Stoker's Dracula from the early nineties and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein from the early nineties. Are you going to watch the new Wolfman movie then? Too? I've seen the new Wolfman movie. I yeah. went and saw it in theaters. I hate myself for going and seeing it because really? it was awful. Oh, really? you don't like hmm. it? Not, I mean, compared to the original, but Benicio del Toro was, he was probably the one good. good thing about that. And which sucks because Anthony Hopkins is in there too. Yeah. And I, yeah, he's a decent actor, but I just, I was not, feeling that one no i I found it interesting because you had a similar response to mary shelley's frankenstein where de niro kind of took you out of the oh my god absolutely no 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 wow when they're pulling in a-list actors to do these types of remakes that it's there was so many there were so many better casting choices that they could have made for the frankenstein's monster what they did with de niro was they like they humanized him take that for whatever you want but it becomes too I, I don't even know the words to describe it but it just De Niro took me out of it completely he was not a Frankenstein's monster so that was that was kind of a bum deal but otherwise I've uh, I'd have to go back and read my list I'm 11 in I had a day off last Thursday and I cranked out some movies yeah, yeah. I turned my notifications <clears throat> off I imagine <laughs> hey, I gave you warning I gave you warning yeah um, I posted I was like slow the fuck down yeah, man it's yeah, early yeah. see you gotta hit him early while you're still yeah. good for it and then you could just kind of coast into the end I'm still trying strategy. to get my wife to watch number one Oh, her yeah. number one. Yeah, she hasn't watched the first well, one yet. So. Technically, Emily shouldn't have had her number one, but she yeah. came in and watched that one with me, which was surprisingly decent. So watched uh, watched those six. Watched uh, Child's Play for the first time, which was interesting. Oh. I'd never, ever come across that before, and it was on Amazon Prime, so I figured I'd give that a shot. And then mm-hmm. last night... I decided that I wanted to watch Pet Cemetery for the first time, mm. and I watched it in a pitch black room in the middle of the night, and let's just say I did not sleep well, because that is one of the most terrifying movies I think I have ever seen. Greg messaged me, he's like, I, I now see what you're saying about this Zelda character. Oh, like, God, right. like, now yeah, imagine yeah. being six. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't usually close my eyes during scenes, but the first time I saw her, I was mm-hmm. like, nope, I, yeah. I see where this is going. And I no, absolutely not. Not yeah. happening. So uh, it was a great film, though. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Very terrifying, terrifying movie. I'm really looking forward to the remake. Yeah, though, me too. Because I, great cast. It just looks like he could be really good. Do you think that they're going to be able to bottle lightning twice? I don't know about that. It's I, got a great cast, though, like Patrick yeah, said. Yeah. It's fucking full of good actors. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is, you know, it's it's reintroducing it to a new audience. It's one of those situations where you just don't know. Because I'm not a big fan of remaking old movies. Right. But still, this may be one that, you know, reintroduces it. So. Have you seen the stills that came out over the weekend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some really great stills Are that there? came over the weekend, yeah. too. Yeah. You have to check them out. So cool. 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 So that is what we have been watching. We are going to jump now into Josh's favorite segment. Patrick, what are we jumping into? It's the news. The theme song gets shorter every week, which I'm enjoying that. 
I'll remedy that. All right. Who's got some news that they would like to share? Um, I don't have anything fantastic, but I did see a little blurb about the new Hellboy movie. That would be number three Ooh. that they're leaning. It's going to lean more towards being a horror movie. They're going to make it really dark and just kind of lean more into that genre instead of having it kind of be more of the, I don't even know what you'd call the other comic book. Yeah. Comic the book, more comic yeah. booky things, which I'm kind of excited for because mm-hmm. that was kind of one of my complaints about the Hellboy movies is they are really cheesy. Yeah. They're Yeah. They're super cheesy and I mean, they're entertaining as hell mm-hmm. but i don't know i'm lactose intolerant to that kind of cheese <laughs> and all of it but I, I i like the new look of hellboy I like i i, I love the original hellboy movies mm-hmm. i thought ron perlman was a fantastic captain cat shit casting option i told you i'm getting drunk was a fantastic casting option for hellboy i thought he played that perfectly but seeing what they're doing with the new one he looks rough and raw and i think that looks that's going to help yeah, push that into the right direction so yeah i think it'd be fun excellent cool yeah uh i mean i brought a couple because i thought everybody would just dive onto this um and maybe it's not really news it's kind of sad news so scott wilson of the walking dead he played herschel he died um over oh, the weekend no. oh no i did not know oh that. you didn't know that yeah, yeah so uh he was 76 he was also in uh Rise behind the mask yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Leslie Vernon. Uh, he he's done a, a bunch of TV and uh, television, but he was most known as Herschel from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. He was always like the friendliest person at like a convention. If he, I saw him at a couple conventions, he's always he was always willing to like shake your hand and take pictures and just talk to you about. Like, he was never really annoyed when you asked him Walking Dead questions. So yeah, he was a he was a super cool guy. And uh, like I said, he passed away over the weekend. So mm-hmm. um, that was. The first part of my news, like I said, I thought everybody, it was all over the place yesterday, so I thought everybody would jump on that. The second thing I had is a really quick thing I just read today, and they are already beginning to work on the next Halloween movie, and the one coming out hasn't even released yet. And they're just expecting it to be so big. Like, bonkers awesome. Um, that they're already like jumping on to the next one um, because they want to release a new one mm-hmm. uh, October of 2019. Sure. So yeah, that was the uh, about a week ago. Danny McBride had come out with, in an interview saying that he already has all these ideas and he's already already been talking to the showrunner or the the producers of this Halloween and 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 uh, Jason Blum about the possibility mm-hmm. of. So it is interesting that they said that they already started working on it. Then. Yeah. And new writers coming on, on it. Uh, David Gordon Green's not going to do it, but yeah, Jason Blum. And I'll be curious to see if John Carpenter jumps in as well. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, kind of has them help some keep going on that as well. Sure. So, you know, if, yeah. they, if they have all these new ideas, it's like make a new movie. Like, as I said, I'm not a huge fan of the Halloween franchise, like nothing against it. It's just not my it's not bloody enough. I don't know. But like, if you have a bunch of new ideas, go make other movies. Like, yeah. how many Halloween movies are there now? Like 30? Well, if you, if you ignore everything after the first Halloween, there's one. Mm. Almost two. Because that's what they're asking you to do with yeah. this upcoming sequel is ignore <laughs> everything except for the first yeah. one. Uh, so they're trying to reintroduce it to people? Yeah, the Probably. one the one that they're making now that co- that's coming out on the 19th ignores everything after the first Halloween. So basically, this is Halloween 2. It's 40 years later. 40 years later. Yeah. But th- those still happen. That's kind of like, <laughs> like, no, let's just pull that curtain. Yeah. But I exactly to your point, that's you're saying, you know, they've got all these great ideas for a Halloween movie. Why can't you just 
put a different character in there. Yeah, like, I would have no problem with, like, slasher movies coming back with, like, new characters and stuff. That would be awesome. Like, I would be happy with that, but I'm kind of like, leave them alone. Mm -hmm. I I think that Hollywood is just, it's they're too scared to do anything new anymore. They want to reinvent the new franchises because they know they've got a cult following and they know that they can make money off of that. The cat is... The cat's getting really intimate with my purse. (laughs) All right. What you, what you got in that purse there? Say he's none of it. He's fixed. <laughs> She's smuggling catnip. In its defense, though, sorry. In its defense, in, though, in the there cat's are, defense. No, not in the cat's defense <laughs> at all. I mean, I was gonna. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. I'll let it go. And going back to the topic, in it, oh, its yeah. defense, there's nothing new coming out of Hollywood. There's. Tons of coming out of the indie out scene, of the indie scene. right? Yeah. Exactly. and they got plenty of new and great ideas. Hollywood's just not knocking and tapping on their doors, and they should be knocking that shit down if for new content. They, oh, absolutely, they need I, to be. At this point, I'd, I'd almost rather the indie houses handle this genre. Mm-hmm. Jason yeah. Plum is the, is the best one out there right now. Doing, I know he's doing Halloween, but he's also kicked out plenty right. of original content. And what's that? What's that one new studio? Forty five. No, that's a twenty four. A twenty four is doing a lot too. Yeah, you know they're they're doing a lot of stuff, and I, I would rather <clears throat> see it in their hands because one, they don't get as much money to produce these things, so they have to be really creative about they about mm-hmm. how they handle it. Mm-hmm. And two, they don't have Hollywood saying or dictating what they have to do. Yeah. And then totally screwing the films up. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, speaking of Studio A24, I pulled up some interesting news. Netflix just landed a film that actually should have ended up with A24. I don't know what that has to do with it. It's just the first part of the article. Richard Shepard's Miramax horror thriller drama hybrid, The Perfection, has been acquired by Netflix for all global rights. Has anybody heard about The Perfection? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is on my list. Really? I hate you so much right now. (laughs) This film stars Get Out, Allison Williams, and uh, Logan Browning as they are two cello prodigies who reunite in Shanghai. And it concludes within a way that has reportedly left audiences speechless. Does this intrigue anybody? I mean, I don't without seeing like some content from it. Or, <laughs> it's no, a little bit it's difficult. A, yeah. Listen, it's a twenty four though, so I mean, they no, no, kick no, out it some, is not. It's, it's Netflix. It was taken. It should have gone. Should have gone to a twenty four, but Netflix okay. picked it up. So okay. it's, it's Netflix acquires hottest film you haven't heard of yet, The Perfection. Huh. So, Netflix is picking up everything. Yeah, Netflix yeah. Is, might as well yeah, let yeah. them let them do what they need to do. So thank you, bloody disgusting, for that interesting piece of work. So that is the news. No, it isn't. Yeah, Patrick hasn't gone yet. Shit. Wow. My bad. Go. All right. So uh, James Wan steps aside as the director for The Conjuring 3 and has been replaced with Michael Chavez at the helm. And Michael Chavez is the person who directed the film Maddie was talking about earlier, The Maiden, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm. which was really good. So I'd never heard of him before watching that. So I was kind of surprised that they would ask a newcomer to come in and do it. But I guess he already has a relationship with New Line Studios. In fact, he's got a movie, I believe, releasing in April of this upcoming year. And it's called The Curse of La Llorona. La Llorona, yeah. Okay. I know that. My Sharona. <laughs> Close. Yeah, that was my first thought. La I was like, Llorona. wait a second. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens with the you know with somebody else stepping in because I know I mean Juan hadn't directed all of the country. No, movies. he is not. 
you know, but he's produced them. And I yep. was trying to find out if he's actually holding on as producer or anything That's, else like that, which I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting to see what this is or what the new film is like with this new director. My mm-hmm. hope is he stays in at least as a producer and like kind of oversees at least the mm-hmm. production because The Conjuring is something that somebody can come in there and they can fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And I'd at least need someone to like, I don't say babysit him, but at least watch him close enough to be like, don't, if you start to fuck this up, I'm going to step on your toes and I'm going to fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like being a producer on a movie or executive producer on a movie is very similar to being like an artistic director at a theater. And it's not necessarily that they direct every show that's there, but they make sure that the artistic integrity holds throughout the entire season. And that's mm-hmm. what I see with, you know, I, I hope he holds on with this, that he ensures that the artistic integrity of the Conjuring series remains yeah. the same. Have they released the story they're going to do for the Conjuring, the case? I haven't. That? I haven't read anything about it. Case mm-hmm. they're going to take on. I the think Conjuring. just based on the Maiden, and as I said, I haven't seen every single Conjuring movie, but um, I think just based on the Maiden, I think he can really at least bring the atmosphere to Was it. That yeah, because if you haven't had the chance to see the Maiden guys here or anybody listening, check it out. It's on YouTube. It's on Vimeo. Yeah that he really tells an entire story within that seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's got intrigue. It's got scares. It's uh, yeah. even it's like just, he even managed to like develop characters exactly. in like seven minutes. Yeah. He did a really, really good job. Yeah. Is the made in original content. Is that his original content? It, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's a difference between directing your own original content and having that vision in your head and then taking up somebody else's words and vision yeah. and trying to put out your own. But even the way that he handled the cinematography and everything else, though, yeah. I think it was really, really smart and well put together. Yeah, cool. I actually would probably see this one. Cool. Cool. Are you done? Yes, I'm done. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for the pause, but I had to, I had to, <laughs> you swallow, had to swallow my sangria. Sangria. Arra-ha! That is the news. Let's jump over to our topic. We had a topic presented to us. I believe it was by Patrick. Unless it was by somebody else, in which I apologize. I believe it was it by was Maddie. No, no, it was it was, it was it was me. Oh, was it you? I apologize, right. Josh. <laughs> I got thrown out by every single person here, except for the person that threw that said that job. We had, that, the, we had this like out. blame triangle going on. <laughs> it was, it was, you. No, it was, was you. you. No, it was me. I'll accept that blame. I don't think it was mine. Was last week. Me. But I like I like how nobody even suggested. <laughs> no, yeah. it's all right. Josh has got no ideas. Let's uh, see what uh, Josh. We do love you. It's all right. Go ahead. What's your what was your uh, what was your topic idea? Oh no, you introduce it. No, I want you to get full credit for it. This was Josh's topic idea. Please introduce it. Okay. Well, there's nothing really to introduce. What we're we're going to talk about is uh, favorite subgenres of horror. That's it. Okay, it's pretty easy and simple. Nothing too like. No, wait. Was it the favorite subgenre of horror or the favorite movie for the subgenres of horror? What's the fucking difference? Well, because like my favorite subgenre would be horror comedy, and that's it's, all I would talk about. said the favorite movie in a horror subgenre. Isn't that the same thing? I think Let's we just fight included. About it. Well, we think we included Josh in our blame triangle. There we, are. we are now the blame square. Uh, blame God. circle. Who wants Somebody to kick us off. We we were we were presented with a list of subgenre topics. Maddie's got this crash and burn look on her face. Like she's like, I just how do I squirm out of here? Out of this one. We were presented with a list of horror subgenre topics, and we were to come up with our favorite movies within those subgenre topics. I feel like I'm being very articulate. I am never bringing alcohol to this. Please category. do because I feel like this is a lot more fun. <laughs> So, on our first sub-genre topic, we were presented with gore. 
I will I will give the credit to Maddie as far as what subgenres we threw out though. I think Maddie threw the subgenres out. No, that was that was Greg. He did the No he didn't. That was Patrick? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now that that freaking message thing is really hard to read. <laughs> like in <laughs> Well, because I threw out the, the, the infographic that had like okay. a butt ton listed on there. From there, Maddie suggested some, and then I just reinforced it by saying, hey, guys, this is what we're talking about. So this is a group blame, right? This is kind it of is everybody's, everybody's fault. blame game. No, cool. it's, just, it's a shit storm is what awesome. it is. Cool. Uh, we have, uh, yeah, anyway, who wants have, to start? Have we hit dumpster fire yet? No, I no. think we're right above dumpster fire. Right. Someone let's let's keep match, going though. and see if we can hole above that level so, okay, so gore, first topic was gore gore was gore. our first subject so somebody jump in with I, their favorite i wrote movie. down more than one did anybody else do that i did i, I, did, I, on did, a, I did a, on a on few a couple, of them yeah. yeah okay so when it came up to uh to, to gore i again i only wrote down movies that obviously i've seen and had a good amount of a gore factor to it and that are movies that are go-tos for me so i wrote down eli ross hostile franchise and uh along with his uh film the green inferno mm-hmm uh, both those are – they got enough gore to make me happy, um, and I am a fan of both those movies. So okay. That's what I threw out. Next. You guys know me. You know I'm not a big particular fan of the gore subgenre. However, I wrote down Saw, mm-hmm. which uh, isn't necessarily my favorite. I think the one that affected me the most was Seven, if you guys have ever seen that movie. Yeah. It's been a long time ago. It's probably a- before you. I've seen Seven. Yeah. Would that be a gore one? It, it, I there think was it's a, more thriller. It was it was more thriller, gore but there was horror. gore in it that bothered me. It felt like I needed to take a shower after I oh. saw the movie. That's why I put it there. But you guys be surprised by what I put as my top one, which is Terrifier. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's a fun one. That's I think that's, that's why fun. is because it was one that I kind of rethought about and watched more than once and ended up enjoying. Interesting, interesting thought. Yeah. What did you have? This is kind of where you live. I know. The, <laughs> I, this one, I it took me a while because gore is definitely my favorite. Um, I kind of had a tie between the Saw, the original Saw, and um, Martyrs, mm-hmm. which Josh talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There were so many that just kept popping into my head. Like, oh, what about this one? Like, Frontiers is amazing. I don't know. Um, August Underground still kind of holds a little place in my heart. <laughs> but... Saw have you got through that one yet? Josh? I haven't even pulled the trigger on it. Right. <laughs> I'm still sitting. It's sitting on my uh, my dresser at my house, and I stare at it every night before I go to bed and go, mm, nope, not tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one you have to be in the mood for, yeah. or you have to be drunk as balls, <laughs> either one. Josh, sangria, go. <laughs> yeah, that, that one won't happen. Or just up with your kids on Saturday morning. Yeah, that oh, might be a go. Saturday morning cartoon I'd show Saturday morning cor- gore tunes. Yeah. So I, I had a, a tough time with this one just because, uh, like you said, there's so many that you go through and you're like, oh, I remember that. And that was really good. And I like that one, too. And I like that one. I came up. Uh, Saw was on my list for one of them. And I came across uh, Dawn of the Dead when I was looking this up. And I don't know that I classify that as a gore, but I, what would you throw a zombie movie under? I'd say monster. Monster more? Yeah, okay. yeah I think a monster movie. I'll take that one off then. I do love Dawn of the Dead, but yeah. not as a, a gore. So. We'll go uh, full-fledged with Saw and honorable mention. We'll say Terrifier. Terrifier. Yes. Terrifier. Next on our list was Psychological. Uh, This is the one that was the easiest for me. It took me no time to write down the two movies that I wrote down. My favorite movie, or uh, not my favorite movie, but a movie that lands in my top five all the time uh, is The Strangers. I love that movie. I'm a huge fan. So I wrote down The Strangers. And I kind of honorable mentioned Hush. 
Okay. Um, oh. I, 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 that's a go-to for me as well on Netflix. So yeah, both those movies I wrote down. I, I want to, I want to kind of sidestep off of that with you because while I was looking this up, I did see the strangers underneath psychological. However, I don't know that I can classify it as psychological. It can go under psychological. It can also land under killers, killers well. which is where it landed so, for me under killers. Yeah. So, okay. So, that's fair. Uh, yeah, that's mine. Uh, for psychological, I would totally include hush in that list. Mm-hmm. That's such a great movie. But I wrote down, uh, and some people may argue this is not necessarily horror, but uh, The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Yep. They, I give that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't, mm-hmm. it was, yeah. I'm not going to justify it. You don't need to. I, I stand yeah. by it. The Sixth I, Sense yeah. for my psychological. My psychological is Dread, which I mentioned last week, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the, I looked it up, After Dark Film Festival movies. And I love this movie. It's This one was kind of hard for me because I don't watch... I love the psychological thriller genre, but I don't watch a lot of it. Sure. As I said, I like watching my brain rot. So, <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find Dread, Maddie? Is there somewhere you can find that? Oh, I, um, you've mentioned it twice now, so I'm curious. Oh, gosh. I watched it a really long time ago, um, okay. and I, I watched it when Hollywood Video was still around. Oh, shit. <laughs> so it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Wait. Family I've got video. it on my list to locate. Family video. Um, <laughs> I feel like there is... Uh, one streaming service that has all the after darks on it and i can't mm-hmm. remember which right, one cool i'll find it excellent okay so for my psychological i had the movie get out that's a good choice yeah mm-hmm. and i also had the movie frailty oh i love frailty yeah. it's kind of one of those underdogs that you forget about until somebody's showing it to you and you're like oh yeah that was a good movie so that yeah a- frailty i really did enjoy that movie that was a podcast week it was a mm-hmm. podcast week um i actually just listened to the uh the podcast episode on the fear of god of frailty that was really cool. Really good episode. So check that out. I think out if he, you the chance. horror virgin also covers that. Do they? Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that one out too. Cool. Next is one of my personal favorites, the killer subgenre. Yeah. I, uh, so I wrote down like, you know, your typical like Halloween and like Scream was a big like kind of re reintroduction to the horror genre. But the movie that I would go to as far as killers go is I'm a huge fan of Christian Bale in American Psycho. Okay. Um, yeah. I love that fucking movie. So my choice would be American Psycho for the uh, the killer subgenre. Did you have anything else in there? Because I know you said you had multiples. I wrote down Halloween and Scream. Oh, I'm because sorry. Because they are like <clears throat> go-tos for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I had to pick one um, on the list, it would be American Psycho. Okay. On yeah. my list, just because of breadth of work... I would say the Friday the 13th franchise. I do like that franchise. <laughs> I mean, the guy is unkillable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think you have a lot, like in the entire series, you have a lot of, I know, different kind of movies. Like you have the original one, which is like a true slasher. And then you have fucking Jason X, which I'm sorry, is a comedy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you have that whole range. You can just pick. Yeah. I'm even a fan of the remake of Friday the 13th. I even like that one. Mm-hmm. So I don't like all of them, but even the remake did not bother me as much as it bothered a lot of people. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, my killer movie, and I don't really know what genre to put this in, but I put it in killer was Silence of the Lambs. Ooh. That is one of my all time favorite movies. And it, I love cannibal movies and I entirely blame Silence of the Lambs for that. <laughs> That kind of probably lived in psychological too, as well. Right? Yeah, I kind of yeah. like it went back and forth, mm-hmm. but like in the infographic, you 
shared it said um it listed crime under killer mm-hmm. yeah, movies yeah. Yeah. and i definitely I would too. say this was yeah. like a crime, crime movie yeah. Yeah. serial killer yeah. type interesting okay um so i had originally mentioned under the killer genre the strangers was one of mine just one of my all-time favorite horror movies was the strangers i think it was a set up perfectly also uh halloween was another one of my favorites yeah so yeah cool next we had this cat is like yeah, I don't know why he's being so freaking friendly. Bonkers today. crazy down here. Um, monster, the monster genre. Yeah, I wrote down, I wrote down weird ones for this one. Um, Do we, tell. We did watch The Monster which mm-hmm. a while back, which is mm-hmm. a really great movie. Actually, if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. But the, the two I wrote down were um, Cabin in the Woods because that's like – for me, the ultimate, it's like monster, the ultimate monster, yeah, movie. Yeah. monster movie. Um, it hits every single monster from every subgenre mm. ever lands in that movie. Mm-hmm. But the, the OG monster movie for me, um, from when, when I was a kid is a movie called Gremlins. And, um, <laughs> so that was my pick for monster movies. Yeah. Excellent. It took me a while to figure out what I wanted to list as the number one on this one because, you know, I'm a big, fan of the the godzilla movies mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that but i think ultimately what i had to put down is alien yeah yeah it's such, yeah. i mean such an iconic mm-hmm. monster absolutely absolutely that's it okay this one was definitely the hardest for me even though i watch a lot of monster movies i don't know if i enjoy them that much it's actually a tradition for us on christmas to watch giant monster movies i don't know why i want to hang out with you on christmas <laughs> yeah, <this is> pretty <laughs> awesome. um well sci-fi does like a marathon of them and we've been doing it my family's been doing it for years i don't know mm-hmm. why that's acceptable but it is um <laughs> but the movie i kind of wrote down and I hesitated to put this under the monster category was the movie Underworld. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have a really hard time putting like vampires under monster movies. And I, I know they belong under yeah. there, but like that movie just has a really interesting tone that I don't necessarily like shuffle in with the rest of monster movies. Cause I, when I hear monster movies, I kind of lean towards more like thinking the cheesy Mm-hmm. bit cheesy side of it mm-hmm. so in this movie kind of had a serious more gritty tone so i was like this doesn't fit but it's going under there anyway no i think that's a that's a the very first, solid the first one's good yeah the first one's good mm-hmm. once you get past that it's no i downhill from there yeah it's downhill real quick <laughs> kate beckinsale has come out and officially said she will never do another one yeah she's done yeah she's done. i don't blame her excellent um for me it uh actually one of the uh, one of the movies that I watched for our thirty one days of horror, The Wolfman, landed on my list because I I just absolutely loved how um, you got to see his descent into the Wolfman character and just the movie was fantastic. Speaking of descent, that was my other one was the descent. Oh, I love the descent. Loved those the character the monster characters in there. It's when I was coming up with this list, I thought back to our topic last week of the life lessons learned. And, uh, Josh, the one that you had said where if it's in mother nature, you don't fuck with it. Mm -hmm. I think this is a perfect example of you go into a cave and you keep going and you just, yeah, you don't fuck with those. So, uh, the descent was my other one. Fun fact, the descent is the only movie that's ever freaked me out. Really? Interesting. And it's because I am incredibly claustrophobic. Ah, that was You need to see the Ryan Reynolds movie. Gosh, I wish you remember the name of it, but the entire movie is it takes buried? Buried? Oh, buried. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, that yeah. is definitely on my list to watch. Yeah. That it's will great. That great will movie. bother yeah. the hell out of you if you were claustrophobic. Oh, good. Yeah. Yes, but it's an awesome movie. 
Next, we have Paranormal. Yeah, again, um, things like Paranormal Activity pop up on your list and stuff like that. But for me, it was anything from Japanese lore Mm -hmm. uh, is the shit that scares me. Um, as far as the paranormal goes, uh, the Ringus and the, uh, uh, the Juans mm-hmm. and the Shudders and stuff like that are just, they know how to fucking make a movie that will scare the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wrote, I wrote just a whole overall <laughs> Japanese horror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, top of my list was actually Ringu. So I completely agree with you yeah. on that, that they just, they just handle that subgenre so well. However, I did write down as a close second, The Last Shift. Mm-hmm. The Last, Last Shift is great, yeah. Is great, yeah. Um, my paranormal pick is actually my number one favorite movie. It's The Devil's Backbone. Okay. Del Guillermo del Toro. Nice. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Smashing Patrick's Last Shift was on my list. Uh, just phenomenal on there. Uh, the Shining was my other one that I had. Yeah. As paranormal. Yeah. And I, I, really, I really wanted to put paranormal activity on here. I really did, but I just... I got scared in that movie for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Because I thought it was a, uh, based on a true story, just the way that it was shot, the oh, found yeah, footage yeah. part oh, of it yep, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And when I found out that, A, they were making a sequel with all the same characters, it yeah. was just kind of like, well, fucking A, I'm an idiot. Uh, the Devil's Backbone is the, actually the only Del Toro movie I've never seen. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, last one, and uh, one of my favorites, was the horror comedy subgenre. I feel like I'm going to steal everybody's. Does yeah, somebody else want to go first? Because it. it's fine if you want to go first. No, go right ahead. I mean, I wrote down three, but I'm just going to go with Shaun of the Dead. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, so, I mean, I love Shaun of the Dead. I'm sure the other two I wrote down will end up somewhere also coming from somebody. So, but mine was Shaun of the Dead. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, that's why I said ding, 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 ding. That was, was yours? Mine, yep. um, mine was Trick or Treat. I, don't oh, know. I, I was going to say, one. I don't know Damn if that's a it. horror comedy, but yeah. I thought it, I think it's funny. That's, no, I, yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, that's actually when I have people say, I don't really like horror movies, but I want to watch something for Halloween. I normally, if I'm in a good mood, I steer them towards trick or treat <laughs> yeah. because I don't think it's really, it's not a horrific mm-hmm. yeah. movie mm-hmm. by any means. I yeah. just picked that movie up. So, it's so that's fun. a great movie. Yeah, it's fun. Um, under mine, I had, uh, one of my all time favorite horror comedy movies. Actually, I just, I watched it for part of our 31, uh, marathon was Tucker and Dale versus evil. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why I didn't say that one. That movie. Yeah. And then, uh, my number two on there was scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse. That's great. Like cooties could have landed on there. Mm-hmm. Zombie land could have landed on there. There's a handful <laughs> of, uh, good horror comedy. I'm surprised you didn't say zombie yeah. land. It's on my list. Is but it? I mean, if I, if someone's like, you got to watch one horror comedy for the rest of your life or whatever. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, Shaun I think, is yeah, what I'd go to. Tucker and Dale for so. me. Has go anyone ahead. seen Meet the Blacks? It's on Netflix. It's like a horror comedy. I think we just like randomly picked it one day. And oh. it's almost, it's kind of making fun of the strangers. It's kind Ooh. of along the like scary movie. Mm-hmm. I'd say like that level. Like parody almost. No. Yeah, True. it is more of a parody. But oh my gosh, it is so freaking funny. <laughs> I'll have to check that one out. Excellent. So that is our so, topic. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, obviously, we've excluded some sub subgenres oh, yeah. in this list. And some people may ask, well, why did you cover that or anything? But I mean, like, obviously, like found footage is a subgenre. Zombies should be a subgenre on its own as opposed to being involved mm-hmm. with I, monsters or whatever, just because of the sheer volume. amount of content yeah. that there is out there. I still don't think that found footage is a subgenre because I feel like it's more of a style of filming because you have found footage movies of all the different mm-hmm. 
genres. I don't know. But, to me, it's still so not is, a. Would you the, consider it a sub sub genre almost? I, just, I think it's just a style of style? filming mm-hmm. as opposed There's to. There's so many out <clears throat> there now, though, that it's kind mm-hmm. of created. It's, it's kind of snaked its way into a sub genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, is it. I kind of think it's more trying to keep up with like what's going on. Like everybody films everything nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know. I kind of feel like there's so many of them because that's just kind of a thing now is yeah. just you whip your camera out and film literally everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be considered a sh- subgenre. I don't think so. Definitely not an know. interesting subgenre. I mean, I don't think it would. It's not, you know, something that people talk about a lot. I don't think. So I have an, an interesting question here because one of the films that I watched for our 31 Days of Horror was the Chernobyl Diaries. Yeah. Before we jump into the question that I have on that, when you watch a found footage film, do you consider it found footage because they basically break the fourth wall and involve the cameraman? I consider found footage anything in first person, and I could be wrong there, but like, because I mean, you can even consider August Underground found mm-hmm. footage because it people are filming like that sure oh, shit uh, people are filming like that i don't know i that's kind of what i consider a found footage movie is like if it looks like someone found if it the in cameraman their is part of the yeah part, of, part the scenery, of the group part of the group yeah. okay yeah i mean if it's if it's a shaky camera that makes you want to vomit it's uh <laughs> it's a found footage that's fair so. that's fair but then you also fall into like those areas where it's security cameras yeah, different yeah things yeah. like that you know you'd look at 13 cameras, 14 cameras. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, how much of that footage is from the hidden cameras that mm-hmm. you put in the place, different mm-hmm. things like that. So, yeah, I, for me personally, it's when it involves the person running the camera is involved with the story as well. So the reason I asked that, and I don't know if any of you have seen the Chernobyl Diaries at all. I have. You have. Oh, okay. A long time ago, yeah. Um, a long time ago. I, when I watched it, I was anticipating it being a found footage film, but – I don't know that I or I have trouble considering it full on found footage because the cameraman, while is documenting their tour, vacation, whatever they're doing, is never once involved in what's going on in the scene. He's simply there just to document. He's not part of the the fear, the terror that's going on. He's literally just there filming. And I had trouble classifying that as a full on found footage because of that fact. So I don't know if those of you who had seen it would kind of follow along that same suit if you'd have well, another and, and one way can to, argue because you know, we had talked about this before frankenstein's army was found footage but mm-hmm. was it really mm-hmm. because of the style that it was filmed in it didn't look yeah. like found footage but it really was found footage with the way that true so, so that's where your argument that it's a style comes into play in that case mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i think and i think though because there are so many found footage movies i think people are gonna be doing more stuff to kind of still keep in that style but have it come into different like forms of Mm -hmm. it like having you know security camera footage is part of the movie and having like most of the movie shot through wasn't there a movie where like it was all webcam like i swear it was there was Uh, unfriended unfriended yeah yeah and like stuff like that and i think as the especially as technology involve or evolves more and Mm -hmm. more i think we'll get different styles of that I don't know. Uh, to me, found footage is exactly what it sounds like. Is like maybe I found this in the freaking attic and was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, what is yeah. this?" Yeah. And I Duck. think they originally kind of came around also is because it, they cost no money. Mm-hmm. It's zero dollars to get found footage movie yeah. anymore. So 
That is true. That is true. I just, it was one of the things that was going through my mind because I fully watched Chernobyl Diaries in anticipation that I would probably hate it because it was found footage. But I thought that they did a really, really nice job with it, not involving uh, the cameraman at all. Like you never felt that terror of the cameraman was going to die at any point or mm-hmm. somebody was in somebody's face or anything like that. And I just, mm-hmm. I really kind of appreciated that aspect of that film. So it was just an interesting question that okay. it came up. Cool. So, all right, that was our topic. We are going to swing over to the last and the best part of our podcast. It is our movie review. Patrick, do you have the tales? House on Willow Street, 2016, now streaming on Netflix. Runs an hour, 26 minutes. After a young woman is kidnapped, her captors soon come to realize that, in fact, they may be the ones in danger, and this young woman has a dark secret inside her. IMDb rating 5.1. Metascore to be determined. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 67%. Rotten Tomatoes audience score, 64%. So it's scored above average. I suppose that's good. I I don't know. Was it above average for you? Yes. Not ever once. Uh, So I watched uh, House on Willow Street last year as part of my 31 Days of Horror Challenge Mm -hmm. and wrote a review on it. Um, I really dug the movie a lot. I thought the atmosphere was great. I don't think the story was like, I mean, overall super original. Um, but the look of it, uh, the acting was good. There was, uh, a lot of really good moments in there. But, uh, yeah, I so said, I, I dug a house on Willow Street. I was glad I, I had watched it, uh, the mm-hmm. first time and not as effective the second time, but it was still, it's still a good watch, I think. No, I spent the first half of this movie thinking, I mean, it was deja vu all the way through. So I must have seen this before. And it may have been after you had watched it last year that maybe I picked it up yeah. under recommendation or something like that. Because it just seemed really – maybe the story was familiar or something like that from something else. But it just felt really familiar all the way through. Yeah. I couldn't tell you that there was one thing that jumped out to me that said, I've seen this before. But it did seem really familiar to me. Did it feel like it was having a hard time picking what kind of genre it wanted to yeah, win in? Yeah. A little bit. It was kind of a little, little bit over bit the place. Because it was kind of like cult. It was kind of like paranormal. It was yeah. kind of like kill, slasher gore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was a little all over the place. I actually didn't like this movie. No? I. It's funny that you said the acting was good because I remember I didn't bring my notebook, but the first thing I wrote down was, is this really shitty acting or bad dialogue? Oh, okay. Well, I would say bad dialogue. Bad dialogue. Okay. Was that it? Because I was just kind of like, what? Like, and I couldn't decide because there was like, I was like, is everybody universally bad or did you guys (laughs) just, like, what did you do? No, I believe that, I believe that the writing was bad um, because there were times where people handled the acting so extremely well Mm -hmm. and then they opened their mouth and then (laughs) kind of, kind of, because there was that one interaction between, oh, what was the, the the hate, what the, the, the blonde haired, the the, can't think of her name now. Um, Hazel Mm. was the one woman was interacting with the person that they had captured and they were just talking and then his tears were just coming down her face. And yes, some people can do that on command, Yeah, but it really fit the scene. Mm -hmm. And to me that says they were able to connect her somehow. So these are good actors. Okay. But I think it was just appalling writing at Mm -hmm. times. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell. I was just Mm -hmm. like, is it what? (laughs) But as I said, everybody couldn't be bad. So I was kind of like, okay, maybe, maybe bad. Yeah. writing and yeah. just and i would say necessarily appalling writing is clumsy writing more than anything yeah like it was almost like i couldn't put my finger on it but it was almost comic booky mm-hmm. it was just kind of really clunky and kind mm-hmm. of just like 
and not how they were saying it, but it was what they were saying, which was kind of over dramatic to me. I was like, um, there was, there was one scene in there where they were talking about, I think, uh, the, it was just before there, the two had gone back to the house where they were talking about what all was going on. And I remember the guy saying something about the house on Willow street. And I fully anticipated him to like turn and look at the camera. Like, yeah, I just said the title just of the said film. The title. <laughs> well, like, something that bothered me about the title and some other things is because it's called the house on Willow street, but was it really that much about the house on no. Willow street? Yeah. They didn't even stay there. You know, the only thing was that, you know, the, the carvings from the cult or the witchcraft or whatever it was, was in the house. The connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the connection, but it wasn't really about that. You know, like Amityville horror was a haunted house. house. Yeah. This was not a haunted house. And that was one of the, that was one of the notes that I had written down. It was, uh, so is the house a character? If so, shouldn't it get more love? Mm-hmm. You know, they spent the entire time in this warehouse talking about how terrible this house was. Good God, Josh, stop coughing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, you get one more. <laughs> you, if you're going to talk about the house or you're going to name the film after the house, be in the fucking house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and also tapped on, again, our topic from last week. Don't fuck with things that like don't be in places that you're not supposed to be because mm-hmm. they scouted that house and they knew they had alarms all over the place and all yeah. this stuff. And then they got to the house and the door was already open. Yeah. And the alarm was already off. Red and flag. That's a red flag. Like, don't <laughs> go in there. Yeah. Stupid. Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Don't do it. Mm-hmm. So this movie, you said kind of like a deja vu thing. And I mm-hmm. know I haven't seen this movie before, but I was trying to think of movies it reminded me of. And to me, like the tone or something about it kind of reminded me of the collector and don't breathe. If like they had a baby, like I think this movie would probably be the demon offspring. (laughs) The redheaded stepchild. This this would be the the redheaded stepchild. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I can't put my finger on why I didn't like this movie. This is the clunky dialogue. Um, the I think the one thing that I was like, what the actual F? Like when the priest or whoever he was was like, oh, we got to light your daughter on fire. And yeah, they were right? just like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what? Like, who are these people? No, that's one thing I wrote down is that when it got into the third act, it got really, really clumsy because that whole ritual with the exorcism made no sense whatsoever. It didn't. And I was just kind of like, where it's, did you find these guys? Craigslist? <laughs> I mean, he had a point when he said that we can't save her mm-hmm. anymore. So let's just kill the demon. But it wasn't explained really that well. So he just starts dumping kerosene or gasoline on her and, and everything else. And even though there were some effects in that little scene that I, I liked a lot. But mm-hmm. um, the scene itself, I was just I just that's where I realized how clumsy the writing was as opposed yeah. to what the acting was. I think I, and I didn't look into this at all. Is this this seems to me like a first movie, like the first movie this guy's ever done. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, to me, you, as you said, very clumsy, kind of the whole way. The bat, the, what was that girl's name? Like the dark haired girl. I couldn't remember. Christina, I think. Her face bugged me. I was like, God damn, bitch. <laughs> what, because she, she was messed up so bad or? No, she or, just or had just a weird her, face. Oh, okay. Sorry. Weird I know we should. Sh- weird shaped or? Just, I don't know. Just there was something about her face that I was like, God, I just want to punch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a woman thing sorry i felt there was actually some really good moments of design and cinematography in this movie mm-hmm. that i thought some of the shots were set up really really well but i also felt at one point that it was 
films shortly after these filmmakers discovered Adobe After Effects for like all the fire, the fake yeah. fire, the embers all over the place. How many times can you lift a person up in the air? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there were just a lot of things that felt like it was, the, it was like, hey, I discovered a new plugin in After Effects. Let's do it. <laughs> the, the tentacle porn tongues. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? You know, things like that. Some of them were handled extremely effectively. Some of them not so much. And you Mm -hmm. can kind of see the differences in there. And and I realized that, yeah, there's going to be movies like that because people are learning. Everything Mm -hmm. can't be handed off to Lucasfilm or Wetaworks or anything like that. But but yeah, that's that's where I saw that some of it was really, really done well. Mm -hmm. And then some of it was. Let's throw this into After Effects and see what happens. Technically, I thought this movie was one of the better ones that we've watched in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you said, the cinematography was absolutely stunning. I loved all the work that they did while they were in the warehouse. The the really harsh yellow lights of the the overhead lighting in that. There was a lot of haze. I don't know if you caught on Mm -hmm. that. There was a lot of haze in there, which I thought was a nice little touch because you never really saw it until they had the flashlights on. I thought that was a really cool touch there. The use of the lighting that they did in that, all the flickering lights and everything like that, I thought was a great touch. Uh, one thing that I really appreciated was the uh, the makeup that they did in these. Some of those creatures, the creature of creature creation, was were really really, really well good. done, really well done. So I really appreciated that. the The special effects, I think, was the one thing that got me. Like I said, the tentacle porn tongues, especially when it got to the end, where it's just the two guys and they're basically like tongue fucking each other, <laughs> standing there. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was it was weird. Just it didn't do much for me there. There's a couple things about the film that really bugged me right at the very beginning where they were going to kidnap the girl, the guy who whips out his cross and starts praying. You're going to kidnap somebody. What the hell are you praying for? That just that that bugs me. No, this not not happening when uh, what was her name? Hazel. Hazel was yeah. towards the end when the three. Uh, possessed were staring down the blonde dude uh, as he fired and she's sitting there behind the grate all of a sudden he dies and what they just stand there and wait for her to get away like grates are the only thing they can protect from evil magic after she's already like deflected buckshot and right returned six rounds of fire from a pistol exactly you can't yeah. like stop her from crawling through a yeah, giant you can't, vent. you can't rip that gate right off that one i had i had issues with that and also, why didn't she run? Like, someone said that in last week's where shit you learn mm-hmm. from a horror movie. Like, when you have the chance, get out. Get oh, exactly. out. Don't yeah, and she's sitting here like, watching him get, like, impaled by six bullets that he just shot. Yeah. Like, like oh. why Why do you want to see that? You know you've got an opportunity to get the fuck out. And no, I'm going to sit here and watch my boyfriend die or kill himself, I guess, in this instance. The uh, The ending was strangely unsatisfying for me. It was very um, anticlimactic. It, it really was. I I found myself at one point rooting for the uh, the possessed girl. I think what did we say Christina was her name. Sure, whatever her name was, we'll say Christina. I found myself rooting for her because here are these criminals that kidnapped her. You kind of get what's coming to you. You kidnap a possessed girl. Good luck with that. Yeah, have a good time. <laughs> and now all of a sudden she's fighting back to save herself or whatever is going on there and. What's her face gets away. Hazel gets away. Are you fucking kidding me? That's no, that's just, I, and it all, in the ending, it also took me a moment to realize that it was Hazel's mother who came to save her. 
Oh, you didn't catch that? No, I didn't. For some reason, I'm still going, who is this woman? What? Where the hell did she come from? Why is she on fire? What the fuck's going <laughs> on here? The, the big thing that I caught in there was these people are being haunted by the ghosts of their past. Of their past. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the one guy, it was his cousin. The other guy, it was his daughter. Another one, it was his mother. It was the cousin. Because the two guys were the cousin, already cousins. The cousin was the big guy. Yeah, the big oh, guy. Oh, yeah. was the big fat guy. They were guy. all three related then. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I didn't catch that part. Okay. Yeah, so it it was exactly what you're saying, and it was all people that they were related to. Right. I figured he was just a uh, he was an accessory in the whole group of whatever misdeeds oh, they were doing. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of like what we were talking about with the collectors. You kind of have like I guess the anti hero. Like, mm-hmm. do you really want to be rooting for these people that just like broke in and kidnapped someone? Right. Yeah. Like I. I don't know. I don't, well, they I don't didn't, feel they didn't. They didn't bad. give a reason for why they did it. If there was some sort of backstory for why they needed the money, why they needed the diamonds, right. something like that. If it was a revenge thing, something I could have cared about these characters. I didn't care about these characters. Not really. Yeah. No. You know, so I, I, at that point I just jumped in and said, I'm just going to enjoy it for the effects and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one thing I, I did write down again. I didn't bring my notebook, but, um, just there was no backstory to literally mm-hmm. anything. Like even like when they bring up like the demon mm-hmm. that this girl is supposed to be possessed with, it was just kind of like, oh, this is this dude's name. I was like, who the fuck is this? Like yeah, it was and, about one minute explanation of how this even happened. Right. Yeah, and that bugged. It kind of bugged me on a personal level because I love like mythology stuff, mm-hmm. and I love when movies kind Absolutely. of like put that in there, and I and they're just kind of like. Oh, yeah, here's this tentacle demon. Scott, your daughter, we got to light her on fire now. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, I don't know. And But then again, in The Collector, we kind of bitched that the guy had a backstory. So there is a balance. Mm-hmm. You can either have way too much or just a little tiny bit. Mm-hmm. But that little bit. Really- but even still in The Collector, like I, I felt like there was a lot better told story. Mm-hmm. Within that, even if it was just a little bit more of a backstory or even whatever it was, I just I felt a lot more rooting for the guy breaking in, yeah, than I did for these kidnapper people. Yeah, yeah. The only time that you that I felt for Hazel was when she was able to tell this person, "Look, you're you're going to be fine. Yeah. This is all for show. Let me show you my gun, which has no bullets in it. I'm not going to harm you. I'm the good guy here." <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, that really humanized the character, and that right. was a moment in the movie that I did really like. But that was about they, the only time it humanized any of those characters. Yeah. Um, I do kind of want to make a note. Oh, you said the makeup was good. The special effects makeup was really good. Something that did kind of bug me, though, is like the normal makeup was not very good. And it might not have been the makeup itself, but it was the I think it was the lighting because that you couldn't really tell in the male characters, but that Hazel woman looked mm-hmm. like she was aged like 20 years. I, I want to say that was because of the lighting because I it was such it was a the, harsh yellow it was that a really, it really harsh, just kind of drained the color out of her face. Yeah. It did, but I kind of think, as I said, I'm a makeup artist, so this just sure. kind of bugged me. But I was kind of like, then don't put makeup on her. Like, do mm-hmm. some screen tests under that lighting because, as I said, it aged her to like, because I'm sure that woman's not much older than mm-hmm. I am and it looked like she was like hitting 50. Was that, <laughs> sure. Was that why... Um, her boyfriend looked like he used about 60 bottles of sun in. Probably. Well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that hair did not look natural. No, in any no, way, that was like form. bleach, that, that bleach was, white. That was another thing with the characters. I felt like they overstylized them. Like they I kind of, made, they kind I of made totally them look that. like a, uh, Grand Theft Auto loading screens. Like it it's like a it's, it's like a it's like an over characterization of what that character like right. like a caricature. Okay. Yeah, that's of it. yeah. Like I was like, yeah. If I was gonna think of like four kidnappers, this is exactly what they would look like, like, but it, like not in a good way. It's like mm-hmm. here's this stereotype. Here's this stereotype. It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was really 
over, as you said, more of a character than an actual character. Yeah. And while I don't think it really did anything to the actual characters themselves, it just kind of looked off silly as i said grand theft auto loading screen i I like that that's probably the best way to to state that was anybody like irritated by the amount of jump scares in here i put down over reliance on cheap shrieking jump scares dragged it down yeah i i actually like that kind of jump scare where it's just a i almost think of it as like subliminal where Mm -hmm. it's just a really quick Mm -hmm. flash of something instead of like something popping out Mm -hmm. But I only think you can have like one or two of those in a movie. Like you right. can't have just like right. over and over because that loses its effect. But well, like and one they or use two. The, they use the same one kind of over and over where where it's the you know all of a sudden you see the person and they're chasing them for like three seconds and then they disappear that mm-hmm. type of thing. So I I felt that was a little overused. I appreciated the fact that they didn't necessarily use the really really cheap jump scares like a cat jumps out of somewhere or anything like that yeah they all seem to enforce what the story was trying to go for Mm -hmm. the thing that bummed me out the most was they had set up that beginning scene where they were going through the house to kidnap the girl they had set up the tension and the atmosphere in that really really nicely like you were anticipating something to pop out at at any point in that i i feel like you you developed this this great atmosphere and this great tension at the very beginning and you just kicked the board out from under you and you're using jump scares as, oh, we got to we gotta make this scary because there's scary images on the screen. If you can maintain that tension and that atmosphere throughout this entire warehouse kidnapping, oh my God, she's possessed sequence, I feel like you would have had a lot better movie, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going into the, uh, the same world that Lost, excuse me, Last Shift lived in. They basically are in the same thing. You have one location, you've set up a great mm-hmm. atmosphere there's not jump scares in there, but you set up that tension and you've maintained that tension. Mm-hmm. You've got a great movie. I did enjoy the lights out jump scare. That, that was, was awesome. That I was, did catch that. Was that. Fun. Yeah. yeah, that was a good uh, one. So that was a nice little nod. Absolutely. It was. Absolutely. You, Absolutely. You had talked about the tension that they had built in the house mm-hmm. and um, something that bothered me when they, when they did that though. And I think it goes back to the, to the clumsy writing is when the guy opens the door to the parents' bedroom Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really look in. He doesn't see. But somehow he knows that skeleton key is on the other side of the door, reaches oh, yeah. around, grabs yeah. it, closes the door and locks it. Yeah. So going, I, well, one, who uses skeleton keys anymore? Mm-hmm. Two, how did he even know it was there? Because they, they've scouted that yeah, house I was so closely. Say, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I thought of it as. Because, I mean, and you can tell it is an older home. Mm-hmm. And, like, so that's kind of what I thought it was. Is like, oh, maybe they've scouted it enough that they know this house was, like, built in whatever when they still did use skeleton keys and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I did kind of appreciate that they, like, did the, like, six weeks later thing instead mm-hmm. of, like, shooting them planning this. Because I would have been, like... Yeah, no. that would have killed right. the entire That would have just yeah. absolutely like some like 80s montage of them. Like, <laughs> I also wanted to point out at the beginning when they're sitting there taking the pictures of the house and they're they're scouting it. They're sitting underneath a street light. Yeah. In a in the white in a gigantic, van. gigantic yeah. white panel van. How <laughs> red flag do you have to be to. No. Right. I would have immediately called the police if right. I would have like, seen them like, hey, I don't even know what these people are doing, but there's a rape van sitting across the street from me and I know no. they're doing yeah, right. something. If it was an 80s montage, I actually probably would have enjoyed that a little bit. <laughs> Gonna have Just a montage. Yeah. Oh, a nice little rocking 80s song. <laughs> yeah. Throw a like walking on sunshine. I lo- yeah. I love the 80s. So I'm just throwing that out there. Josh, you've been quiet. I mean, Walking on Sunshine would have been a good choice. I like that song. So I went quiet because I've been enjoying the, um, the conversation between the, the witty banter. Um, like I said, I didn't have a ton. Mm-hmm. 
to say about the movie. You guys have all you pretty would, much hit. Now, did you rewatch it or are you relying on what you remembered from the last No, time? I rewatched it kind of. I rewatched it today before I came over here, but I rewatched mm-hmm. it between like doing 900 other things. Okay. So it was kind of like I'd go back and be like, oh, that's this moment right now. And then I'd watch it for a second and then I'd kind of be yeah. like, all right, mm-hmm. well, I kind of know what happens right here. So I'm going to go do some more shit and then I'll come back to it in a couple okay. minutes. Because I was so, going to ask if you – felt like you enjoyed it as much this time as you did last time, I, but it's a different experience. But not really. I mean, it's said so there's some movies that like, if I've seen them, it loses a little bit of its, you know, magic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew every spot from the movie. So there was nothing. It's just one of those movies that once you've kind of seen it, it's, you've kind of seen it. Yeah. Um, so that's how it was for me today. I, I would never rewatch this movie. Um, but I, because the one thing that really um, stood out to me is I liked how I thought they were going to go in and rob this house. And I was kind of like, oh, Lord, not again. But like I then they went in and kidnapped her. And I did think that was kind of like, oh, OK, that's that's interesting. This is mm-hmm. something different than what I've seen and what I was thinking. But if I watched it again, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they're going in to kidnap this right. chick. Yeah. So there's a lot of really good spots in the movie. If you've never seen the movie, there's a lot of really nice spots in there for for scares and looks yeah. like even the moment where she's at the uh where at the, they're going through the house the first time and he's looking in that closet at the uh stuff on the wall and she just kind of like appears behind him mm-hmm. i again it's not scary but i love shit i like spots like that I like yeah. shots mm-hmm. that are uh in movies like that um it was you know a nice spot so like i said it's not it was nothing i didn't it wasn't anything i didn't know was i, I knew that was coming mm-hmm. so if i could walk away into a room while a movie's playing and come back and know exactly what's going on. I've seen that movie enough. Enough. So I do want to say it didn't, as I said, I was just saying I bitch a lot about movies dragging. I didn't think this movie drug that much. Like there was a couple scenes that I was like, eh, you could probably like shave a few minutes off of that and it would have had the same effect. But like, as I said, I would have actually liked more story, more ma- backstory and stuff in this movie. So it actually, I don't know if I wanted it to be longer, but um, yeah, no, yeah. I, I one when it uh, got to the end, I was like, finish it. And yeah. I don't care how, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> see, that's interesting because like this movie was about 15 minutes longer than the one we watched last time. And you felt the last one drugged on and it was even shorter than this one. Mm-hmm. And so. as I said, it's not even the length of the movie because mm-hmm. I think. It's the content. It's the content because there was uh, one of the shorts that I watched was a minute long and I thought it fucking drug. I was like, <laughs> get going. What are you doing? It's yeah. just it. You can because there are movies that I love that are three hours long, but mm-hmm. I don't think they drag. It's totally depending on the story and the content yep. and what's going it's, on. It's Titanic. Isn't That's it? no, it's the Langoliers. <laughs> <laughs> is that better or worse? So that's what uh, that's what last week's movie was for me. It was just it was it took forever to get nowhere. Oh and God. what did we watch Murder last par- week? Murder Party was not a good choice. Yeah, I got no. it. No, it's fine. It's it, fine. No, and that, that was just a, that was just a, a strange connection. So you know, um, and and speaking of going on much longer than we probably should, we should probably wrap this yeah this movie oh, up. Fuck. Yeah. All right, let's jump into ratings then. So what we do is we rate on three different rating scales, and the first is scare. Factor, the gore factor, and then the overall rating. So, scare factor. So let's go two, around the table. Uh, one or t- uh, two? Two? Right. Two? Zero. Two. I give it a three. There was a couple of good jumps in there, but I think they overused them. Mm-hmm. I would probably agree with you on the three. And then we've got the gore rating. Same. Probably two or three. Mm-hmm. 
Zero. I give it a th- three or four. I, it's pretty low for me because they didn't really show a lot of blood and guts. Or yeah, anything I can't even remember anything. Um, oh, I guess when the like they were showing all the dead bodies in the basement. Yeah, it was yeah. more of the the ghosts that were well, happening. Even even like when they were getting clubbed with things, like she was beating the crap out of her with that three foot wrench, but they didn't really show a lot of yeah. anything there. And yeah. then when they threw in the van, she didn't show any signs of damage. No, there. Okay, with the with the three foot wrench, every time she hit her in the face, she coughed up blood. Right. Every time. Yeah. That's so, not how that happens. That's, that's not, not how, how that works. works. No. Yeah. That's no. not how that works. <laughs> okay. So pretty low on the gore factor. Overall rating? Six, seven. Six, okay. seven. Three. They tried. <laughs> I, I give it a six, a solid six. It was uh, it kept my interest throughout the entire thing, which I appreciated. But I think there was a couple aspects that they could have adjusted and held better. So I give it a six. I think this movie is definitely worth a watch. I give it a six as well. So it's above average. And I think uh, other than Maddie's rating, we kind of fell in line with what (laughs) IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes said. Excellent. All right. Well, let's jump into our final finalist segment of plugs. Who's got stuff they want to plug? I'll make this quick. Everybody help us out. Make sure that you head on over to iTunes or whatever service you're listening to this podcast on and review and rate us. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, and many, many more. You can check us out online. Find us on Twitter at MFrightCast. Follow us and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Midnight Frightcast. And you can also find us on Instagram. So share, 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 and share some more. Post it on your walls and tell your friends. And also be sure to check out our films at midnightfrightfilms.com. You can find us on YouTube as well, Midnight Fright Films. Yeah, so uh, we are one week out from the Prairie Lights Film Festival. It's coming to Grand Island October 12th, 13th, and 14th at the Historic Grand Theater. Uh, again, we've plugged it every day, pretty much, or every week, ever since like June or something like that. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that time. We're one week away. This will be the last plug. Uh, before the uh, the festival. So, yeah, come on out. It's a fucking really good time. It's a super cheap weekend. Uh, I think it's 38 films over the three days for 10 bucks, um, along with the uh, discounts you get kind of at all the some of the restaurants out there and vouchers for like uh, popcorn and, and, and soda and stuff. Said so it's, uh, you're not going to find a cheaper weekend for what you get out there. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a bit of a drive and it's kind of a pain in the ass, but it's worth the drive. Like I said, uh, especially if you're a, uh, a filmmaker or aspiring filmmaker, I really, uh, push for those guys to come out because there's filmmakers out there that have, have done this. And if you don't really know where to start or kind of how to get going, those people are out there and they love to talk about their shit. So come pick an ear, come hang out. It's a, it's a really good time. Pick an ear or pick a brain. Pick, pick a nose. nose. Just, yeah, just don't, just do don't pick a nose. Yeah. <laughs> or just pick your own nose. Just not somebody else's nose. It's weird. <laughs> Maddie, what do you got? If you guys want to join us and do the 31 day challenge, I can highly recommend Screambox. Um, less than the price of your coffee the entire month of October. They have over 500 titles for you to choose from. You can get a free trial. Everything you need for your 31 day challenge is at ScreenboxTV.com. Awesome. And my name is Greg, the movie guy, and I am the best movie reviewer that you have never heard of. I write movie reviews with a positive spin over at gregthemovieguy.com. I've been a little quiet recently. That's because I am diving deep into horror movie madness for the month of October. I hope to get something up there here soon, but if I'm quiet in October, you at least know why. So jump on over, see what I've got posted on there. That is gregthemovieguy.com. And from all of us down here in the basement studios, 
Maddie, Josh, and Patrick, I thank you for joining us for another episode of Midnight Frightcast. It is episode 41. I got it right this time. Episode 41. We wish you all a pleasant evening, a scary tomorrow. We'll be at midnight, or we'll be at Prairie Lights next week. I'm looking forward to it.